This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Hi, my name is Dr. Lou Diaz, pastor of Butte Bible Fellowship located at 2255 Pillsbury Road in Chico. And I'm providing inspirational teaching for you from God's Word each week. Listen to my weekly radio program, Encouraging Words with Dr. Lou Diaz, at 10 a.m. on Saturday or 10 a.m. on Sunday. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521. Today's message is entitled, Hope Calmly Waits. And it's part of this series entitled, Hope in Action, God's Breakthrough Plan. While I was on vacation, I was imagining George McCune making me a wooden circle. And on this wooden circle, George, you would have the ten points of how to have hope in action. The ten steps out of Exodus 14 as to what to do when you're in a pickle. What to do when you're experiencing a conundrum or a sticky wicket. God has a plan. God's breakthrough plan is for you to have hope in the midst of that situation. And as I was thinking and praying about this, I said to myself, let me summarize for those who are new to this congregation where we've been. The Israelites, after the 10th plague, were released by Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And they were headed away from Egypt when the Lord instructed them, head back toward Egypt and camp by the Red Sea. They followed those instructions. They were by the Red Sea and they were trapped because the Red Sea was behind them. A military fortress was on one side and a mountain range was on the other side, and Pharaoh and his 600 chariots and all of his officers were coming after them. They were trapped. It was like a movie out of uh, a Louis L'Amour uh, Western. They were in a box canyon situation. What's going to happen? So they saw the problem. The problem was they're trapped, and Pharaoh and his army were coming after him. They naturally panicked. They felt fear. And they cried out to God. They prayed, telling God of their fear. But then instead of continuing to give God their fear and asking him for wisdom, they decided to turn on Moses and criticize him and say, we want peace. We want the peace we had back in Egypt. Why did you bring us out here? Are there not enough graves in Egypt, and you wanted us to die in the wilderness? And that's where they went wrong. Because instead of continuing to trust God in prayer, crying out to him, they panicked and protested with fear. Now, before we judge the Israelites harshly, can we all just admit we've been there? Can we all admit we have seen danger? We have felt fear we have cried out to God, help! And we have griped and complained and we have blamed others. We're just like the Israelites. But God wants us to grow. He wants us to learn to trust Him. He wants us to believe in Him. And here's the beauty 
of digging deep into the Bible. When you dig deep into the Bible, you find these gems, these gems that are so bright and so beautiful that you can hold them to your heart and you can trust God for the promises of His Word. Now, on the basis of what we've studied so far, we've studied five hope action steps. I have boiled them down to five I believe statements. And I want you to say these as an affirmation of your faith. And my prayer is, I won't even be able to preach because you'll break out into a worship service right now. I'm just going to read this out loud, then you're going to read it after me. Based on what we've studied in the Scripture so far, we can say, I believe that you, Lord, know where I am and what I'm facing. I believe that you, Lord, will work things out for your glory and for my good. I believe that you, Lord, are to be my primary focus so that problems are seen in perspective. I believe that you, Lord, help me through my fears when I call upon you with ongoing faith. I believe that you, Lord, this is the one we're covering today, are fighting the battle on my behalf, allowing me to calmly wait upon your perfect timing. Are you starting to burst out in praise in your heart? Praise God! These things are true! That's what we've been studying in Exodus 14 to this point. Five action steps of hope. Think about this. That hope is ours in Christ. And I want you now to say these with me. So let's, as an affirmation of faith, say that first phrase each time and then say the phrase underneath it. Let's affirm our faith in God's Word. Together. I believe that you, Lord, know where I am and what I'm facing. I believe that you, Lord, will work things out for your glory and for my good. I believe that you, Lord, are to be my primary focus so that problems are seen in perspective. I believe that you, Lord, help me through my fears when I call upon you with ongoing faith. I believe that you, Lord, are fighting the battle on my behalf allowing me to calmly wait upon your perfect timing. Hallelujah! What a great God we have. He knows us. He loves us. He's with us. He's working on our behalf. You are not alone in your problems. You are not left to your own efforts and striving in the difficulties that you're going through. God is with you. God is for you. God is undertaking upon your behalf. Praise the Lord. So today, hope waits calmly. Waiting, I propose to you, is the gap 
between our need for deliverance and its arrival. Waiting is that gap between our need for deliverance. Lord, I need help. I need to be delivered. I need to be brought through this difficult situation. From that point to the time you actually are delivered by God, that is waiting upon God. And this is very important, that we're going to learn three things in this passage. Three commands that are in this passage, and they are simple. Don't fear, don't flee, don't fight. We already know that the Israelites panicked and they protested. But who's the calm person who's instructing them from the Lord's point of view? Moses, their leader. And what is he telling them? Don't fear, don't flee, don't fight. You see the army coming, but don't forget God. Don't forget God's in control. When you feel you're out of control, who's in control? God is. Can God handle your problems? The answer is yes, he can. So now, as I prayed and meditated on this, during my vacation I had extra time to just let this just percolate and I marinated it. I wanted to give you the best I could. So when it says, don't fear, I said we need to go from trust to triumph. When you trust, that doesn't mean you automatically triumph. You keep on trusting until you triumph. When it says don't flee, you believe until you receive. Just because you believe doesn't mean you receive immediately. There's a gap where you're waiting upon the Lord. You're believing in God. Like Jacob, you say, God, I won't let you go until you bless me. Guess what? God will bless you. Keep believing and you'll receive. And then don't fight. Rest in the Lord until you're rejoicing. Rest until you're rejoicing. Can you sense that what I've given you here are all the fine shades of the word hope? Hope involves trusting, believing, and resting. When you trust, believe, and rest, you will experience eventually either in this lifetime or in the lifetime to come, triumph, you'll receive all the blessings, and you will be rejoicing abundantly. So let's look at these. First of all, don't fear. Trust and triumph. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Did you know that the phrase fear not or be, do not be afraid is mentioned 107 times in the Old Testament and 42 times in the New Testament. What does this mean? It means that fear is a common human condition. It also means that not having fear is God's priority and desire for us. You know, when you see a two-year-old, they're, they are wearing their emotions on their sleeve. A two-year-old, when they're happy, you could see their happiness from the top of their head to the bottom of their toes. They're happy, they're dancing, they're singing. They're a ball of energy. 
when they're mad, when a two-year-old is mad, you see that from the top of their head to the bottom of their shoulders. They're red and they're throwing a tantrum and they are just ornery as can be. Now, what God is saying to you and me is that your emotions are controllable. When you were a child, your emotions were not controllable because you didn't know that you could control your emotions. So what happens is when we fear, we're letting fear take over our emotions. Fear is commandeering our mind and we're just in a state of fear. And God says, you don't have to live in a state of fear. Why? God says, because I'm in control. God is saying, because I have your back. God is saying, because I am the Lord God Almighty. Is anything impossible for me? And the answer is no. So where we see hopelessness, God sees hope. Where we see impossibilities, God sees possibilities. Where we see defeat, God sees victory. Where we see obstacles, God sees opportunities. Where we see darkness, God sees daylight. Luke 1.37 says, For with God, nothing will be impossible. God, any rivers that seem uncrossable? God, any mountains you can't tunnel through? God, God specializes in things thought impossible, and He knows a thousand ways to make a way for you. You can move from fear to faith. You can move from despair to hope. You can move from defeat to victory. How? By waiting calmly upon the Lord. Those who wait upon the Lord shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and faint not. What is the secret? Waiting upon the Lord, trusting in the Lord, hoping in the Lord. I'm going to quote a famous local theologian, Bible teacher, and great church leader in our day, Chuck Bain. Chuck Bain gave me permission to quote him. He said, Know that the Lord may not have planned that this should overtake you, but most certainly he has permitted it. Therefore, by the time it reaches me, I know it has his permission, and I can accept it with thanksgiving, knowing that he will not allow me to be swamped by it. So whatever is allowed through the fingers of God to happen to me, God has a purpose, a reason, a rhyme, and he's working it to shape me to the image of Christ, and he is going to glorify himself through it. I need to just hang on to God and trust in him. And if I will hang on to God and trust in him with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding, but in all my ways acknowledge him, he will cut a straight path for me, and I will see his triumph. 
trust and triumph. Don't fear. Don't fear. Don't give in to fear. But hang on to God in faith. Secondly, don't flee. Don't flee. Believe and receive. It says in Exodus 14, 13b, stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. This is Moses speaking to the Israelites. He says, get a grip. He is saying, stand firm. Don't flee. Don't try to escape. You try going across the Red Sea, you're going to drown. You try running this way to the Egyptian uh, fortress, you're going to be killed. You try climbing into the mountains, they'll still get you. Stand firm, because you're going to see the deliverance of the Lord. And when the Lord works by his mighty right arm, that's a symbol that his power, his almighty power, is working on your behalf. You're going to see the deliverance of the Lord that he will bring today, this very day. The Egyptians you see today, you'll never see them again. Now, they don't know that God is going to open the Red Sea and make it become dry. And the two million of them are going to cross the Red Sea into the Promised Land. And then when the Egyptians come pursuing them, the Red Sea is going to close upon the Egyptians and they're all going to drown. They don't know this yet. We know because we read ahead, I'm sure. We've heard this story before. But can you imagine? Moses is saying, don't be chickens. Stand firm because God is working on your behalf. We need to believe until we receive. Do you believe God is good? Do you believe God gives good gifts to His children? Keep on believing and you will receive. Keep on believing and you will receive. Jesus said in Matthew 7, 7, Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. What should we do? Take that first word, ask. The second word, seek. The third word, knock. Take the first letter from each one of those. A-S-K. Ask God and He will answer you. He will answer you in His perfect timing. You need to wait upon the Lord. When Shirley and I were dating, we were praying about our future. We were looking to the Scriptures and hoping it was saying to us, Uh, It's God's will for you guys to eventually get married. We are very much in love. Uh, But she was living on the West Coast in California, and I was on the East Coast in Massachusetts. And how was this going to happen? And she uh, said to me, Lou, Lou, I found this great set of verses in Psalm 33. And it says this, We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In Him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in His holy name. May Your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in You. 
we kept on believing, and eventually we received. As we got married on May 30, uh, 1981, 38 years ago. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Keep on believing, and you will receive. So the object of our trust, our belief, and our calm rest is based on solid things. The object of our trust, belief, and calm rest is on God's Word, the Bible. I, uh, in thinking about honoring the people who have survived the campfire, talked with Britt Shirley, and she said to me, one thing has been going through my mind every day since the campfire, and they lost everything, and that is, tell the people, read the Word. Read the Bible. Fill your mind with the truths and promises of God's Word. Because when you go through calamity, when you go through crisis, the Holy Spirit will bring back to your memory those promises, those truths that will carry you through. Read the Word. Our faith is based on the loving promises of God. And all the promises of God are yes and amen in Jesus Christ. Our object of faith is God's wise timing. God knows what he's about. God does all things well. God's timing is perfect. God is sovereign, so he has perfect timing, and he's a God of detail, right down to the nth degree. Can you not trust a God who is in charge of timing and details? That's the kind of God you trust because he knows what he's about, and he will not fail. The object of our faith is God's powerful deliverance. One day, he's going to deliver you. Now, deliver can mean one of two things. He'll either deliver you from the crisis completely, or he'll deliver you through the crisis. So when Daniel's friends were going to be thrown into the fiery furnace, they said to the king, you know, whatever you do, whether we perish or we live through this fiery furnace, God gets all the glory. They were thrown into the fiery furnace, and there was a fourth person who shone brightly, and that is Christ was in the furnace with them. And even though it was stoked so high that the people who were stoking the fire were burned themselves, they came out of that furnace without even the scent of, of uh, sm smoke on them. And the only thing that was burned off of them was the ropes that had bound them. Isn't that incredible? God delivered them, not from the fiery furnace. They still had to go through the fiery furnace, but he delivered them through the fiery furnace. There is no temptation or trial that you have experienced that's not common to man, that God is not able to make a way of escape to bring you through it. So there are some trials that you say, God, I thought you were going to deliver me. He says, I am, while you're going through it. And there were many who were escaping paradise, who were driving through the fire. Fire on the right, fire on the left. Dark, black, night-like smoke at 10 in the morning. And God made a way where there seemed to be no way for them to escape. Several of you are here today, and you know what I'm talking about. God's 
powerful deliverance to bring you through to the other side. And the last point is this. Don't fight. Rest and rejoice. Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. This is the hardest one. Because what happens when you face an emergency, a challenge, a problem? You want to put all of your forces into it. You want to solve it, don't you? You want to figure it out. You want to use the puny strength that you have to overcome. When we were on vacation, I thought I was a macho man. I had a boogie board, and there was the ocean, and I was going to conquer it with my boogie board. I would go there to catch a wave and ride it all the way into shore. But when I went out there, the wave caught me. And I was like in a washing machine. And all 6'4 of me, 220 pounds, was spinning. And it smashed me on a rock. And the rock took the skin off of my kneecap. And I was bleeding down my leg. And I was humbled. And I realized I have no power compared to the power of a wave. And so you and I are powerless in comparison to the problems and the enemies and the challenges we have. We must rely upon the power of God. I went and sat down with Shirley and just watched the waves after that. But the Bible says, do not be terrified. The Lord your God who goes before you, he will fight for you. It says, you must not fear them for the Lord your God himself fights for you. It says, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear Do not be afraid of them, for the Lord your God, He is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. The Bible says, All this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's. The Bible says, If God is for us, since God is for us, who can be against us? In all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. The Bible says, The battle is not yours, but God's. You will not need to fight in the battle. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. When you're feeling out of control, guess who is in control? The Lord. When you feel vulnerable, guess who's fighting for you? The Lord. Guess who wants you to succeed, who wants you to triumph and to receive and to rejoice, the Lord. The Lord is for you. He's working on your behalf. All the time, God is working on your behalf. And it's been said, faith raises the soul above the difficulty straight to God Himself and enables one to stand still. We gain nothing by our restless and anxious efforts. It is through true wisdom in all times of difficulty and perplexity to stand still, to wait upon the Lord 
and he will assuredly open a way for us. Wait upon the Lord. When you wait upon the Lord, the assurance is you will triumph. You will receive. You will rejoice. Either in this lifetime or in heaven, victory will be achieved. Promises will be received. Answers will be given. And healing will happen. Do you believe that? Some of our prayers and some of our needs, they're met this, time, this side of heaven. But there are others that will be met on the other side of heaven. It says in Hebrews chapter 11, these people kept on believing even though they didn't receive all that God had for them in this lifetime. God will help you as you keep your eyes on the city whose foundations have been laid by God himself. So what do we learn? We're to wait upon God calmly. Now the word calmly means something to you and me. It means, okay, I should not be fearful. I should not flee. I should not fight. All the common reactions I have, I should instead trust, believe, and rest in the Lord, waiting calmly upon Him. Is that possible? The answer is yes, it is. Why? Because you're believing the promises of God's Word. You are believing the character of God's love and that you are a child of God. And because of that real faith, you can wait calmly for the Lord to work things out. Do you need encouragement? I want to share my spiritual gift of encouragement with you. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521. Call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521 to find out how you can connect with our weekly worship services and faith-building messages from God's Word.